0: This is Graphically Novel, a podcast by three brothers who like each other, but love comic books. I'm Jamie. I'm Josh. And on this episode, we are reviewing one of my picks. So once again, you're in safe hands. This is going to be a good one.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Smug face instantly. Always.
0: Well, I mean, it, it hurts being right this much. I mean... I'd like to share it but it's hard i mean i haven't seen like why your that. face
1: looks like that <laughs> <pain>. <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: frozen <laughs> uh no but we are reviewing um divinity volume one uh, no subtitle and it's a valiant uh book and it's the one on the last episode that i um said i thought was like the uh, sort of the, the replacement for dr solar in the modern valiant comics and so I just, I've got a real fondness for it. It's a Matt Camp book. Um, I like the art in it. Uh, it's just a fun story. And this is like the first in a, a series of three uh, mini series that tell the whole story of Divinity. And then there's a a fourth sort of capstone to all of it. And so I just I dug it. And I thought I thought I, I, we'll see. We're gonna get in the grade section, but I thought you all would have have a kick reading it, and then we would uh, have fun talking about it. Yeah, think you're right. Yeah. Well, it's time for the live action Batman grades. And this is our eccentric grading scale based on the men who have thus far played Batman in live action. And that scale from best to worst is Bell Affleck, Keaton West, Kilmer, and poor George Clooney. Sam, what is your live action Batman grade?
2: Well, I absolutely dug thing. I loved everything about it. Uh, I gave it an Affleck plus. Yeah, Affleck
1: plus. I had Bell and Affleck wrote down, but I won't go in between the two.
0: Okay. No, All right, Josh.
1: I'm, I'm right there with you. I'm right solid athletic territory. Had a lot of fun with it. Uh, I think there's a couple things could have been done slightly better that it may have could have been bumped up to a bail, but I think the four issues we got, solid athlete. Recommend reading it.
0: All right. Those are solid grades, but they're still too low. This is a bail. You're wrong. It's
2: close. It's close. I think you are given a bail for the whole story trajectory because i think for just this one there's some pieces missing to make it a bill
0: well i don't want to spoil anything later on but i'm not sure it actually worked that way (laughs) (laughs) um i i I enjoy the entire series even the last one eternity um this i think this one is my favorite though of the of the four so um i i was hooked from the beginning um I, 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 You know, it was one of those, like, I'm going to read all this. I'm going to find out whatever happens to all of this. I'm going to, I'm riding through to the end. And I did. Um, I think for me, it's, this is a high recommendation. It's, it's trippy fun. It's a thoughtful character story. Um, uh, Now, as far as listeners going into this, if you haven't read it yet, um, my only qualification, it does help to have some knowledge of the Valiant universe. Uh, You'll be well served if you know, Who some of these characters are, but other than that, I mean, broad recommendation for me, I'd go Bell Plus on this thing.
2: Bell Plus Plus.
0: (laughs) Yeah, there was a guy. Um, podcast. It was it was a good podcast, but his 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 ratings were crazy. Like he would he he wouldn't review a movie unless he loved it, and like so it was all there was. Everything was an A. There's how many pluses he put on it was the grading scale. It was like A plus plus plus. I mean, it was it got out of hand. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> anyway um it was a good podcast though uh anyway so here are our creator credits for divinity uh, it's written by matt kent penciled by trevor trevor haresign inked by ryan Wynn, colors by the near legendary david baron um, letters by dave lanfear and covers by yelena ooh, this is bad kevich zherjivich
1: Nailed it was
0: it. good. Um, uh, but that that was I think I'm actually close on that. And it's only because I watch a lot of NBA basketball and there's like you know, every team has like two or three Latvians now. <laughs> yeah. I know about Jokic and I'm afraid I'm gonna say it wrong now, Nurkic. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to blow it now. Anyway, so um one of the, the this is a new segment for the show. So based on, and we're we're staying spoiler free here, but based on reading this one volume of this series, are you going to keep reading? And so, Josh, um, this was your idea. So I I think we're going to give you the honors this week. Um, Are you going to keep reading Divinity?
1: Yes, I already have the second volume primed and ready to go.
0: All right.
2: Same. Well, you know me, sometimes I can't help myself. (laughs) I can't stop reading once I start. (laughs) I've read it all. I've already continued reading. I've read it all, and there's also I found five uh, things. So there's the three books, then there's the one shots of what happened in the Stalin verse, and then yeah. the Eternity. I've read all of it. Yes, I will continue reading. There's no more <laughs> to read though. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. He I, he never shows back up again. So this this is you yeah. read all the Divinity. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Well then then you and I will talk when we when we press stop, and if Josh hangs up fast enough. I'll, I'll pick your brain about the rest of it but um, I, I've already read it I, I loved this character I loved the story and I followed it through to the end so Josh you're the slacker now
1: what else is new <laughs> I'm used to it at this point
0: <laughs> if the boot fits um, alright well this is the part of the show that is safe from all that spoiler radiation after you're the spoiler collection it is full spoilers ahead venture on at your own risk Time for the bite size breakdown. Sam, go. All
2: right, so I have issue one, and there was a lot going on in issue one. So it News begins. With,
0: There's a lot going on in every issue. All
2: right, so issue one. Abram Adams was abandoned on the doorsteps of the Russian Foreign Minister in the winter of 1941. His adoptive parents eventually died, and was given to to the state. Russia soon recognized his potential and was given the and he was given the best schools and physical training he excelled at everything he was selected for a top secret mission to help win the cold war he was going to explore outer space and go to the edge of the galaxy he was chosen because he had no family and no attachments he accepted and then he went home to his girlfriend david camp in Australia was rock climbing oh this is present day uh david camp is in in australia rock climbing when he fell and hit his head. He was wandering the desert when he came across an oasis and found divinity. Back in nineteen sixty, Abram tells Eva that he has he is leaving and will not return because of his space journey. Back in Australia, two guards find divinity, divinity's paradise, and one turns into a giant bird and flies away, the other into a bunch of butterflies. That's how that one ended. Yep.
1: Yeah. What
0: did happen? You're right.
1: <laughs> yeah i thought i had an oversized vol- uh, issue on issue two and i went back and looked and none of them are oversized they're just a lot <laughs> in each of them i thought there's no way that's only 20 pages and, uh, no it was, it was 21 so. so anyways book two uh it opens with the revelation that uh, ava was pregnant before abram left jump to present and defi- divinity or abram has granted the seal team their deepest desires We get issue-long narration from one of the original scientists, Dr. Alcott, who sent Abram to space. He and others are drawn to Divinity, who makes the old scientist young again. Divinity instructs Dr. Alcott to tell Unity his story. Unity thinks he has too much power, and they send in the strike team to contain or terminate him. Divinity instantly starts messing with their heads.
0: Was the scientist named Alcott? Mm Are you sure?
1: I was until you asked me if I was sure, and now I'm not. Give me one second. I the MI6,
0: the guy who's in charge of Unity, is also named Alcott.
1: No, I thought his name was Neville. Neville Alcott. Oh, is okay. I may have misread that then. That's my apologies. Well,
0: it'd be easy to do because I never caught the scientist guy's name. So you may have seen a name on that page and assumed it was him.
1: Oh, yeah, that was that was my bad. Yeah, they. I don't. Yeah, I don't think we got his name then. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm i just like, that's a, that's a connection I never caught. I just, <laughs> <isn't it?
1: laughs> so That was just me being wrong.
0: <laughs> okay. All right, well, here's issue three. Unity confronts Divinity as he remembers Ava and the sadness of the baby he was never going to see. The issue is to 1987. In the conclusion of his mission, he has reached the unknown. He exits his, he exits his ship along with a big surprise. There are two other cosmonauts with him. There he encounters something that transforms him. Back on Earth, Unity attacks and Divinity stops them by changing their experience of time from seconds into months until Ninjak does some nonsense and gets them all out of it. Abraham remembers the promise he made to Eva to come back to her and with his new powers, returns to Earth and somehow reunites with Eva and his daughter.
2: Yes. All right, so issue four, Divinity is talking to his uh, girlfriend and daughter. Oh, my gosh, I can't read this. <laughs> <coughs> Sorry. Here it is. Divinity is talking to his girlfriend <laughs> and his daughter while XO's team is attacking him in the real time. Because I don't know how he's talking to the, the other two. So, says, anyways, David and the Travelers attack the strike team that, that is trying to capture Divinity. A big fight breaks out, but Divinity is still in the, I guess, sale, talking to his uh, dead girlfriend and daughter. Eva tell, is telling him that they moved on and lived their lives. She tells them how they died and they were they don't belong there and to, and to let them go. He eventually does. The strike team seals the prison, uh ball cell thingy, and takes Divinity away. David has gathered all the travelers to free Divinity. In Divinity's prison, he is talking to his daughter and wants to know about her life. The end. Yep. Yep, it's
0: a anyway we'll get into it um <laughs> i've got thoughts about his prison um all right, anyway so that was our summary but now it's time for the graphically novel pyramid the part of the show where we evaluate the book of the week based on the three elements we be- we <laughs> oh <my> gosh <laughs> we believe th- this is the stuff it needs to have to be good that's what it's about guys <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> <laughs> anyway here's the pyramid josh you're first on story
1: all right. Story. And, uh, I, I would say arguably the main part of the pyramid. Uh, I, I thought there was a lot going on with this story. Uh, I like the, the concept itself that he sent out, you know, in the sixties era cold war to, you know, by Russia to Trump us in a space race, like just that whole setup, that whole time period, it, it's kind of a cool starting place for this story. Uh, but then after that there's a lot of stuff that happens that I'm not a hundred percent sure what's happening like I've got a lot of questions and there were times I didn't know what was happening in the story uh but it was okay because I felt like there was a direction like I felt like if I keep reading everything that I'm not sure on is going to get answered uh so it wasn't really bothering me that uh, I didn't know what was happening for a lot of it uh but man, it's got a super cool vibe. I like the I like the tone of the story. I thought it was really good.
0: Yeah, I'm with you. And and, and two, um, this is one of those stories where even if I, it's comforting because even if it feels like I don't know what's going on, I feel like Matt Kent does. Like I like it like like there's not answers and they're just you know flailing around looking for whatever. It feels like there's a purpose and everything is intentional. Like, like there's a plan here and this is going to go somewhere. And so, so even, even as you're confused and lost, you're like, you know, this is going somewhere good and I'm, I'm happy to be on the ride. Right.
2: I I agree. And I think the pacing was really good for this story too. How it kind of bounced back and forth between the forties, sixties, his time, early time before he went to space, then to present. And then when it was his uh, time in space, a little bit, they showed there, So the way they done that was pretty good. I thought.
0: And that I mean that shows some I mean great pacing I mean because like you think about think about our our comments about the about the the breakdown there's so much going on on each issue but it doesn't feel rushed it doesn't feel too busy it doesn't drag um, it's just he's he's getting across a lot of information a lot of emotional stuff too um, with Abram and it, I I don't feel like I'm missing anything I feel like we're you know cutting corners it's just an extremely well told story
2: and, it, and it's. I don't say it's packed, but it's it's perfectly paced with just amount enough amount of details and information that you need to make it good.
1: Yeah, yeah. One I did have one, I won't call it a complaint, but you know something I think could have been done a little differently or better is we see David Camp and he's got you know the travelers or the followers' divinity. Uh, there's this giant group of people that are already almost worshiping him, worshiping him as a God. Uh, we didn't see any of that develop. We see David can't meet divinity. We see him out in the desert. And then by issue four, there's a giant, basically church of divinity at this point that's you know rushing to try and save him. We got a couple glimpses of like people walking through the desert, but I think we missed that part where they kind of turn into his followers versus people that were just drawn to him I, I felt like that was a little bit oh here's david camp he meets divinity and then issue four it's like oh here's david camp and his army of followers that are trying to rescue the divinity i felt like they missed a little bit of some of those the, the, the development of that and i don't they, think that
0: would have
2: Oh, I, was, I, was, I don't really don't think that was the big part of the story i think divinity was part of the story it didn't matter how his followers they were called travelers how the travelers come to him i don't think that was the big picture so i think that them just being there didn't bother me at all i, I didn't mind that. i they showed david campbell or camp okay, Campbell. david camp showed up like he was drawn to him and then i think the rest of people that needed something or wanted something was drawn to him like i'm off to a flame they just showed up
0: and i think that's what that was about it was showing that the way divinity just by his presence was affecting the world around him
1: right yeah i just because it, cause it if it was just that and I was going to let it go, that would be fine. But I got the feeling from the last issue that his followers are going to play a part because there were some comments made at Unity that like, you know, there's ripples. There's effects that are happening from the decisions we've already made. And I felt like he was talking about their followers and they're like, we're making plans. We're going to break Divinity out of his prison. So I feel like his followers, that group's going to play a, a bigger part in the story. So I, I would have just liked a little bit more with him aside from them basically just showing up as a fully developed sect or whatever, I, I would have liked a little bit of setup for them. Keep reading. Yeah. But anyway, like I said, it's not really a complaint. It was just more, I, I wish yeah. I would have got a little more of that, but that, that stuff was handled. Well, I just, I personally would have liked a little more setup for them.
0: I mean, I, I've gotten new picks too. I mean, I, I, gave, it, I gave it a great rate grade because I mean, it's just, it's an awesome story. Um, I mean, they don't, I mean, Matt Kent doesn't bother to explain anything in this, first volume i mean what's the unknown it's unknown it's unknown um what is that what exactly do his powers do how do they work i mean we don't know any of that stuff um you know, why him why, why 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 of the three cosmonauts why was he the one it called out to i mean it's, i mean it doesn't matter i mean it's, it's just such a good story I, I don't care about the unknowns and i, and I trust matt can't tell me when it's time
1: right
2: Right
0: now. Okay. Um,
2: all, all I was gonna say was that, that that hooks you too, like the story. Like as soon as you start it, you're hooked automatically, and it, it doesn't matter if all the things are answered or not.
0: Yeah, and I, I I this might be a character thing too, but um, I I love the way that it, it weaved in the the big powerful you know cosmic stuff and the personal stuff with him and Eva and the in the in the kid. Um. I love the way that there was it was working on those two different labels. I feel like it made um it gave it wasn't just this like big cosmic punch up. Like there were there was like personal stakes for Abram. Um and I, I felt like the story needed that. I thought like it would have been a lesser story without that. Yeah. I, I think agree. it's a mistake they make way too often with cosmic type stories. All right. Um ready to move on to art?
2: Yep. Let's do it.
0: All right. Um Okay, one. My, I do want to say one last thing. The 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 page turn to those extra cosmonauts. that yeah. was just that was awesome. <laughs> I I I mean, even even knowing it's coming, it's still. I mean, that's just that that is using the, the the form, the the genre like the medium of comics to like maximum effect. That's like an epic page turn.
1: Yeah, and if and, and really when I was going back and doing some of the notes, uh, a lot of the monologue or exposition that abram's doing as he's out there he says they he says we he says us a bunch but i never once thought there was going yeah. to be other cosmonauts the way they handled the dialogue was, was really well to that what they kind of hit it, reading it the second time knowing that there was more cosmonauts i'm like oh yeah obviously he's telling us you know we're doing this you know what happened to us but the first read-through yeah i didn't see it coming at all yeah
2: when you're first reading you like he's talking to base or trying to go back to Earth. So yeah. To like we, us. I always thought he was talking about Ru- yeah. Russia.
0: Or or he's just talking into his computer for like a recording. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's 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 incredibly well done. All right. So um on, on the art um I Tr- Trevor Harrison is not one of my favorites for one simple reason um I don't I don't love his faces I mean they get the job done. But that's it's just it's just sufficient is all it is, but his character designs the costume the costume design for divinity is brilliant. it's awesome. I love every I love the the little mohawk thing on the top the the weird little ropes on his back, the little flares on the hips everything about it makes him look really cool and interesting um all the weird stuff in space, like the weird eyeball hallucination he has when he's in like cosmonaut school or whatever that was. I mean everything weird and cosmic and spacey looks just awesome. I mean, ma- maximize, once again maximizing what comics can be. Um, but once again, like it's Trevor Hare sign and the faces are like <laughs> they're okay and but it's, they're, but they're pretty pr- pretty minimal. I mean, there's not a lot of facial expression. like there's not they're not very expressive. Um, the postures are okay um there's sometimes they're a little bit off like no people don't stand that way like you're not getting across like he misses opportunities to get more across through through like the physical stuff happening with characters um But i, I still really like this art i mean i i like i like trevor Hairsign, but if, if somehow if he, if he could fix some of those l- little nitpicks um i i think he would ha- have an even higher standing in in the comic I, world i agree
2: with that too and in in I think the thing with the faces, too, like, they were missing features or something like that. Like, I, don't, I don't know how to explain it. It's, like, it's, it's they're kind of bland feeling yeah. almost. And uh, even even saying that, though, I agree with everything you said. I, I love this art. I thought it was awesome. The space stuff, man, that was so amazing. Just anything in the space w- was awesome. And then his uh, spaceship designs, the colors he used in space, all that stuff. I mean, just everything... Total package was really good. I, I had nothing to complain about, other than like you said, just a little nitpick about the faces, but I, I didn't look at that too much.
0: Yeah, and I, I just uh, the posture thing is something I've I've noticed. The longer I read comics, I'm I'm more sort of attuned to, because you can you can get so much across with just how your people are standing and posing. And I, I don't I feel like that's something he doesn't put enough thought into. Like it's it's a subtle thing he could do that would make that would make his his art go up to another level.
2: I think he's done pretty good with Divinity's uh, posture, though, like, when he's floating and doing his kind of stuff. Yeah, that was
1: pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you guys didn't leave me anything to talk about. You you hit all the notes. Yeah, my, my first note, the one thing I wanted to say was just the Divinity suit, his whole character design, just spot on. It's so interesting to look at you can kind of buy like, okay, that's a space suit. Yes, yeah, space suits look kind of weird, but then you can look like, that's a superhero suit. Like that's more than just a normal space suit. So, yeah. I mean, it doesn't look out of place like it's a super suit, but it's a super suit. I mean, it, it's it's really good design. Uh, and then, I mean, it, it's a Valiant comic. It, the color was phenomenal. That's the that's sort of thing, that's, I, I wrote, duh. I said, it's a Valiant comic, duh, the color's <laughs> great. That's, that's what I think we harp on that all the time. I mean, that's one thing we always keep coming to. Uh, and 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 not just the the like the technique of the color because that's always done well i think uh but the color palette you know when they're seeing the unknown and it's these purples and blues you know you're in deep space everything you're expecting to be just kind of dark or black it's the, the pop of color uh but then when he you see the training montages when he's in you know mother russia and it's the 60s and it's like raining it's just so dreary and drab and so you know they they Got everything back and forth between the drab the mundane uh to the space stuff and then his little garden of eden he makes in australia that was so vibrant compared to like the browns and and reds and oranges of, of the australian desert man just the color for me was was the number one thing that just blew me away uh and then something else outside of color i wanted to talk about was the uh pages 62 through 68 it's when uh, Unity first shows up and they first attack him, and he starts messing with their concept of time. And I thought the way those pages were laid out, that it's one panel of Ninjak flying through the air with his sword, and then it's another panel of him laying, and then there's another small panel, he's still flying through the air, and then there's another panel. And it just, I thought that was a really creative uh, you know, way to show that he's experiencing something different than what's actually happening. Absolutely. Uh, I think that could have been confusing to think that maybe divinity actually sent him somewhere or made him do something. Uh, but this way I, I thought it pretty cleverly put across that. No, he's still flying through there with his sword. He's just experiencing something different. He didn't physically move him. So I thought those six pages that he'd done that with, I thought those were all done really well. Yep.
0: That, that could have used a little more explanation though, because the the way Kent explains that, I don't think it quite works
1: i really had I, I, I dug it I, I got right in what they were doing i'm like oh that's super cool
0: because see but he says he changes their experience of time that's not what happens on the in the art he, they get they go somewhere and do stuff um so that that's not that's, just experiencing time differently
1: he slowed time down but he also basically changed their perception of reality as well so that they're experiencing something different
0: I I know that's what happened, but that's not what they say on the page. It's not what the boss say. They didn't come out
1: and say it. They just said it changed their concept of time, but not necessarily their perception of reality. Yeah. No,
0: but I read that that again. I was like, you know, a lot more is going on than that, Matt Kent. Right. Yeah.
1: They they may not have came out and verbally explained it, but I thought the art done a good job of, I see what's going on here. Conveying that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That that was one of those times that the words in the art didn't, didn't exactly match up.
2: Right. Wow, sorry, Sam. go ahead. No, I'll say I, as we was talking, I went through and flipped through, and uh, some of these faces are pretty good, actually. The close-up faces stuff, then when it's kind of like zoomed out and there's a bunch of people on the page, that's when the faces kind of kind of fall apart for me.
0: If it's a super close-up on a single face, it's yes. really good.
2: You can do really good, yeah.
0: But if it, if it's if it's a if it's any if it's you know middle distance or even especially further away. It gets real minimal.
2: It does. And,
0: and if it's multiple what? if even close ups with multiple faces it gets minimal.
2: Minimal,
1: yep. Yeah. Uh, I did like in the Oh, sorry.
0: Go ahead. No, I'm just gonna say I w say we are you know, we're being critical here, but I, I really like Trevor Hairstein's art. I'm I'm happy when I see his name beside the art, beside Pencil right. or wh- whatever his title is. I, I'm really happy to see his name there.
1: Yeah. Uh I I, I I was going to mention in uh, issue one uh, when they're doing the initial setup, and uh, there was just a lot of panels, like where Abrams looking at when he was looking at the flowers. Re- you can real faintly see, you know, Divinity, because I'm basically calling them different names. You can see him in a spacesuit looking back at him, like in the reflection. There was a lot of different panels where, you know, he was in the background in a spacesuit just kind of not obvious. And there was a couple I missed the first time through that I was like, Oh look, he's in the reflection there or whatever. And I, I thought that was pretty cool too.
0: Yeah. I, I love, I love how that experience at with the unknown, like you are talking about ripples before it ripples back in both directions because the, I, I think it even affected like, like the way it was talking about him wanting to experience things. Like he was, he was with Eva to have the experience. Um, I, I I think that's the unknown changing him even in the past. So yeah, I, I think there's lots of little ways like that because he, he's kind of a detached guy um yeah it's just it's really interesting yeah all right Sam once again we lead us off on the characters
2: yes and that's that's funny that you said detached guy, because that's one of my uh, my notes about him uh <clears throat> excuse me this is definitely a one character story it's all about abram divinity because everybody else that shows up there like, like we talked about unity the strike team. You have to know who those people are you have to know exo you have to know eternal warrior all those people you have to know who they are because there's no explanation about them so this all revolves around abram and his story his path to become divinity and once he's divinity what he does with it so it's a a great arc it has with him and everything he goes through his struggle early years to space and all that stuff so it's definitely a one-man show and he carried it well
0: I'm looking up the dates on these issues. Yeah. I'm, and then, it I was a... To, okay, go ahead. Sorry.
2: I, I just have one more note. You can tell me your dates. I don't know where it is.
0: No, no. no. I was just wondering if it was a summer event. It was supposed to be like this big crossover, and they were assuming like if you're reading a valiant summer event, you're just automatically going to know who these people are. Yeah. And it was and it I'm, was kind of summer date. It started in February, and it ran through the summer.
2: Yeah. But uh, the other thing I was going to say is I know we talked about it before. And I think it was a solar one, but whatever. It's got this Doctor Manhattan feel to me. It's kind of detached. What you just said, it's it's kind of got that. I'm not saying he's Doctor Man- Manhattan at all, by any means. It's just got that detached feel from humanity, kind of thing going on with him. And it was it was it was great. I I loved what they done with him.
0: Did you all see the um my my my, my hunch like that he was sort of the replacement for Doctor Solar
1: kind of yeah, yeah. kind
0: of
1: in the power set i think yeah,
2: yeah. it's yeah. mostly the power set but i like yeah. the way he uses his power better
0: oh 100 i think is a better character than solar but we're also we also didn't read 90s solar so yeah.
2: we did uh, but I
0: don't... yeah but not but not solar was he was re- he was really like important to all of the the valiant universe um <laughs> sorry i was tapping on my screen to change the pages <laughs> and I got a notification that the football game was starting. And it, it, as I tapped the screen, the football game notification came up and it tried to start the football game. It almost got, it almost got loud. Sorry. But I, but I'm with you. I, I love Abram. It, and it is a solo character story, like, like laser focused on him and his story. And he, but he's such a fascinating guy that I, I was happy to follow him through this story and through, you know, three sequels.
2: Yeah. And you don't need nothing else. Yeah.
1: And, uh, They really almost didn't, you got a lot of backstory and about what happened to him and and him going into space. But as far as like actual character stuff, you didn't really get a whole lot till maybe issue four when you see Eva and his daughter come back. I mean, the issue three, we learned a lot about Abram, uh, but not really so much who he was. We saw him training, we saw him, you know, that he was abandoned as a child. But I don't think we really saw a lot of emotional stuff with him until a little bit later on. But there's so much story to 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 in that I, I didn't feel like we were missing anything. Uh, and, and then the stuff you get at the end really sets it up like this is this is going to be good. Like I know his background; it's a super sad story, You know, he was abandoned as a baby, raised in Soviet Russia. You know, sent out in space basically to die. We find out that there wasn't going to be a return mission, and, and to see all that, and then see him come back, and it's like, man, the guy's been through a lot, and now he's got this. He met this anomaly in space the unknown and it's changed him and we don't even know what he is anymore so there's just a really intriguing character uh and that's that's really the main reason it got me the story set up is really interesting but mostly i want to know what happened to abram in space i want to know what happened to his two cosmonauts i get the feeling they didn't come back to earth i don't know if he killed them if they got absorbed that you know i I don't know what happened to them and i kind of want to find out uh but yeah, I, I want to know a lot more about his power set and what the unknown was, how it changed him. You know, was it like symbiote? Is he infected by it now? Or, or like, there's a lot of questions I want answered, uh, and that's the main reason I want to keep reading. Uh, Is it, because of Abe. Yeah,
0: keep reading. Uh, yeah. I'm not gonna spoil anything. Um, did you all catch like a um, like a, a Moses or a, a Jesus kind of vibe Jesus. off of? Yeah. Well, I was thinking maybe even like a um, like the the Moses angle because you know he was in like the kind of basket like we always see in the imagery of Moses getting put in the uh, in the river, like he was in that kind of basket just set out. He was found, then Moses you know goes out into the wilderness, has experience with the burning bush, the unknown kind of the burning bush moment there, and then he comes back to earth and he starts rescuing people. Um, In the desert. But also, yeah, yeah, in in a desert. Yeah, I mean there's there's a lot of and also like with. But there's also a lot of Christ poses too. Uh, a- Abram likes to pose like he's on a like he's been crucified. <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: And so there's some of that too because Jesus goes out in the wilderness, ha- has an encounter. Of course, he encounters you know the devil and is you know tempted and comes back and maybe 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 playing with that too. Was this the burning bush where he's getting a divine mission or was this a temptation? Is he coming back with power that's going to be bad? You know. Right. Ma- maybe there's, he's being a little ambiguous with that to make us wonder. Like is is the power he's been given for good or is it going to be a problem? You know.
1: Yeah. Because. You know? We we see that he's already done good stuff. Well, we think it may be good. I know he turned one of the Navy SEAL guys into a bird and another guy into butterflies. I, I guess that's what they wanted. But is that really the best thing for him That may have been what they wanted, but how well, the other one guy's a group of butterflies. Like kind of.
0: But he but he said he wasn't giving them what they wanted. He said he was giving them what they needed.
1: right. Yeah, and that's so he, true.
0: Yeah, he's but, looking past what they actually wanted and right. seeing the core of what they Four. are.
1: He seems to be doing something good for them. Uh, but then on the other side, I, it's one of the questions I had is when he brought Eva and his daughter back, did he physically bring them back from somewhere else or was that just a manifestation of them? Like, was the that thing. really Eva traveled through time? Like, did he? What did he do to get them there? So for me, I'm like, they didn't seem to want to be there. So he's, his powers can obviously do stuff that's not good. Uh, I think Matt can't trick you
0: because when they showed up that was in the midst of Livewire messing with him and trying to put him in the pod.
1: Oh yeah, that's true. He
0: didn't bring even the kid back. That was Livewire doing that to him.
1: Yeah, I I caught them saying that the memories he was lost in the head uh, lost in his own head with the memories of his girlfriend yeah. and stuff. But then he's got his daughter in the talking to her in his prison is that still Livewire? Did she I think it's still memories Livewire. in there? Yeah. Yeah. But he's got such a crazy power set. I wouldn't be surprised to find 100%. out that he can, Yeah. So I don't really know. And That's again, that's another one of the the hooks they got in me that I, yeah. I want to keep reading and find out.
0: Yeah. Did, did what did you think about that, Sam? Did you think it was live wire or him?
1: It was Livewire at first.
2: At the end, I think it was him. Honestly, when he's in his cell, because uh okay. gave him the the visions to see them, whatever, and he's like, "Oh, I like this," and that's why he went with them. He's like, "Hey." I, I, I like this. I want to talk to my daughter, so he brought his daughter back the second time.
1: Yeah, because she was giving him memories, but he shouldn't have any memories of his daughter. So how did he? That couldn't have been a memory because he wasn't around. Again.
0: But li- Livewire works for MI6. If anybody was going to know incredibly, you know, <laughs> you know, yeah. small details about somebody's life, it's going to be somebody who works for one of the leading spy organizations in the world. That's,
1: that's true. <laughs> and and I, I feel like our conversation here is just leading back to what a great storyteller Matt Ken is. Yeah. Like he hooks you in. I mean, the artfully done. Uh, so yeah,
0: yeah he's notch. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's one I, I'm, I'm waiting for it to be put in unlimited before we uh, put on the schedule called bang. And so you guys will look that up later, but that's another, like, like nobody, but Matt Ken would think of this
1: story. <laughs> All right. I, I Something I was going to mention before we get off the pyramid, uh, back on the story section, Uh, it kind of I got a vibe from this. You remember that movie from the late 90s, uh, The Sphere with Dustin Hoffman and stuff where they go down in like a submarine and there was an alien that had crashed and there's this sphere there and they go into it and they get powers. They can like manifest stuff. Uh, I was getting that kind of vibe vibe from this story because you don't really know what's going on. There could be some aliens. The unknown could have been some kind of alien. I was getting the vibe from like from the sphere from that movie if anybody's watched it and hasn't read the comic that's the kind of vibe it gets kind of otherworldly weird powers going on you don't really know what's real what's not it's a good tone for the story
0: and if you're playing graphically novel bingo you can put you can put your aches on obscure movie reference <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. i was going to bring up another movie too but i've already got one so i'm gonna let it go <laughs> no it's fine <laughs>
0: We all take turns to the obscure movie reference.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, I remember Locking Sphere, but I don't, I don't remember like much about it, so Are I may it? have to revisit that one.
1: I remember it pretty good, or uh, Event Horizon was the other one I was yeah. kind of getting. Yeah. And of, that, that plays with that some of, of like the
0: uh like religious stuff. It's less subtle about it, but it plays right. with some of the religious stuff too.
1: And, and this wasn't quite maybe as violent as the event horizon was. I mean <laughs> there was some rough stuff in that one, but yeah. it's that same kind of tone. Space, there's weird stuff happening, you are a little bit confused, you don't really know what's going on. Uh <laughs> just that kind of tone. All
0: right. Well this let's awesome. uh let's 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 stop being confused for a moment and give out some words. Wait a second. Let's do it. all right josh what's your best cover
1: best cover uh man I, I thought they were all really good all four of them uh but i went with uh, issue one on page six the main cover
0: yeah that's so good i can't say this lady's name but she is awesome yeah.
1: they they all they were all good i kind of had a hard time picking one i just i, I liked his suit and then he's looking into the cosmos there i just thought that was yeah so, i mean
0: good, yeah. Four, four-way tie uh i'm, I'm with you um because I had to choose. I went with cover four. Because um, I felt like it got, like, it wasn't just awesome looking. It was kind of the heart of the story. Like, it was, you know, when push came to shove, you know, his kid was the real trap for him. And because it shows that he still has a heart. He's not this, you know, completely detached from everything. Like, the kid was his big regret. Uh, Ava and the kid. And also, I love the way they did the cosmic dress thing. I thought that was really cool looking.
2: Yep. And that, that's why I picked It was because of the dress. I also picked issue four. I agree with you. Yeah. i love just everything in the background just his suit and her dress is what sold it for me and she's holding that little bunny maybe it's because we're dads while we yeah. picked this one what it yeah. is uh
0: um, yeah i i've never seen this lady's art anywhere before or since Um uh, i would i would love to see her yeah, do more and maybe do some material work i mean that it's, that is that is close to clayton crane level
1: that's, that's, that's what I was going to say, Clayton Crane right there. That's yeah. real. Yeah. While we're harping on it, I know we're probably going to run long, but flip over to on page uh, 40, page 30. I thought the detail on his ship in that one, I almost picked that one, but it's just a ship and some asteroids and maybe part of a moon or something. But I just thought the detail to the ship was really good in that one.
0: Yeah, and she's a one-stop shop. I mean, she, did, she does the coloring on that too. Like All, yeah. all of that is her
1: it's that that almost i mean the cosmos back there the the stars and whatever galaxy you're looking at it's just it's it's really awesome
0: yeah um did y'all pick a variant they didn't really help us out here
2: i did not was there two? there's only yeah there's
0: there's only two two in the back and there had to be more they just didn't fit them in. i don't know the story i liked the one on the bottom it's right i I like ravel allen
1: I was going to say, obviously, it's the top ones, the best. (laughs)
0: Uh, I've got a soft spot for Ramel Ramel Allen. He just, I just, I love the way he poses things, the way he uses color. Um, Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. But you know, there were more. There were not just two variants for issue four. There were probably 10 variants for issue one. Anyway. um, Okay, next on is the best, best character. and. I, I said Abram Adams because it's the right answer. He's just a fascinating guy. Um, I'm happy they did sequels. I would be, you know, I was gonna say I would be happy to see read more of him if they brought him back, but I wouldn't because Dinesh doesn't own Valiant anymore, and Warren Simons isn't the editor anymore, and I'm not super thrilled with the direction Valiant has gone since they left. So no, leave leave Divinity alone. Changed my mind.
2: There you go. <laughs> <laughs> All
0: right, Sam, why did you say Abram Adams?
2: Well, I did pick Abram. Slash the Divinity because he was just an interesting character and like I said, it was his show and all that. So I knew everybody's gonna pick him also. So I went with the backup one that I wanted to write down, and I wrote down Exo Man of War because he did have a little moment in there. Want to know why they're attacking him? Why, why should they do that? He's been peaceful and all sort of stuff. I like I liked his little moments he had. I mean, so that, that would be a, a close runner, not close, but a, a different option. But it's yeah. definitely.
0: And it was a nice contrast with how ruthless Ninja was.
1: Yeah. Uh, Josh? Yeah. I, I went with Abram. Uh, I don't think there's any other reasons than anything you said. Uh, <laughs> I just, you know, I want to see what happened to this 1960s era cosmonaut in modern time after he encountered the unknown in space. Like, I'm just super intrigued to see who he is now, what he is now. Is he even still fully human? Like, I have so many questions that I want to get answered.
0: And he's got top-notch fashion sense. <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs>
0: You're not in space anymore. You could probably take that off and wear something else. But. Well, he's had it on since, like, 1967. Yeah. I'm sure the smell is fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Probably fused to his body at this point. <laughs> it doesn't come off. All right, Sam, what is your base panel?
2: Well, I have two, but I'm going to give you the one that I figure most people will pick, and it's on page... Page 10, panel 5. It's the second eyeball.
0: I, almost I thought of that.
2: Ones. I almost picked the, the one above that, but I didn't like his suit in that one because you can see his butt crack.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> that one, was the one that didn't have him quite so close up. And you can see more of the eye and the stuff coming off of it.
0: Well, well he was I'm scared. Just... He was clinching real hard.
2: I mean, he was. <laughs> but he a holding that suit.
0: <laughs> all right josh what was your best panel
1: okay i went to uh page 20 to panel four it's the bottom half of the page it's when uh, david camp comes across eden basically uh when he's out after he's been snake bit bashed his head in falling off the cliff and he's been roaming around the desert and then poof he sees this waterfall he's you know beautiful purple flowers and it's just you know this little paradise he stumbles across I thought that was a good use of, again of the color, because the couple pages before it's all been oranges and yellows and reds, because he's lost in the desert, and then just get this lush, you know, paradise. I thought that was good.
0: And one of those great page turns. Yeah. Um. Oh, you didn't take either one of mine, guys. Um. Let's go to page 98. And I'll it's that first panel, the first long panel on the left. I just love that image. Of of him sitting in a tiny, tiny little circle, which I think he would get bored pretty soon in that tiny, 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 tiny little pod. Um, But I just, I I love that image, that little bitty circle of paradise deep under the earth containing him there. It's just, that's a great image.
1: He's not going to get bored. He's been in a spaceship for 50 years. He's (laughs) 60 years. He's used to confined spaces. Yeah,
0: Yeah. but that's smaller than his spaceship. Man wants to get out and stretch his legs. (laughs) That was a good one, though yeah all right
2: uh, I'm, I'm giving my other one because nobody mentioned it it's a space one
0: yeah we're not going to hit our time goal don't worry about it
2: yeah so <laughs>
0: that's that that ship has left the train station
2: it's it's a uh it was funny because the one i picked was gory but it had space in the background it was on page 59 bottom panel oh yeah it's got the space in it but it's him changing into divinity Kind of have
0: hmm. a whore. Somehow he I like had to it. not have his blood in anymore to do that. Yeah. Okay, flip back to uh, two pages, and you'll have my other one. We'll just go ahead and cheat together. It's a cheat because it's pretty much a full page spread. It is
2: a full page. a panel on top of it.
0: There's two panels. There's two <laughs> panels on that page.
1: No, it's a page with a panel at the bottom. <laughs> I feel like I'm forced to side with Jamie as many times as I've cheated on, <laughs> on this. So, yeah, no, that's, there's technically two There's two panels on there, so.
2: What's well, weird, because that's like my, my full page spread, so I want to pick another one now.
1: It's not a panel, it's a page. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I wanted to it's, pick that one just because of the color, you know, and the space, uh, and their, little, their little space globes floating around, but yeah, that, that's a full that's page. Not <laughs> okay, then that doesn't count.
0: I'll, I'll pick the other one because I knew I'd get pushback. All right, Josh, what's your best dialogue?
1: Well, there is so much dialogue and narration in this, but nothing that I could really point my finger out and say, wow, that's like a really good line or something. So I picked with, I uh, went with something that's maybe slightly kind of eye opening for me. Uh, it was on page 68, and it's the explanation you didn't like, Jamie. It's when uh, Ninjax talking to uh, the Eternal Warrior, and he says, listen, I believe divinity's bending our reality. It's taken me years of wondering to figure it out but i think we can counter his attack and i just thought that was cool because the panel above that you know the eternal warrior has just thrown his axe it's his axe is made at five feet out of his hands and here you've got Ninjak saying it's been years i just thought that was really cool to show how long they experienced time there no that's a cool idea what did he figure out though (laughs) figured out that he's messing with their heads
0: and what what did they pull together to get out of it their will (laughs) (laughs) don't nitpick just i don't see a green lantern ring anywhere
1: (laughs) (laughs) the will isn't gonna get him out of that (laughs) you know abram went into space for 50 years encountered some unknown thing that gives him power to bend (laughs) space time and you're okay with that but oh this this is where you draw the line at not being believable come on man I i learned a trick from an undead monk
0: and I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna meditate for a year here, and that'll let me go find where they're at in their own little anyway.
1: Like yeah, I said, I, I just I, thought it was cool to see that that's how much time is supposed to have lapsed for them.
0: 100%. Relatively, I thought, it and was that cool. was that was good dialogue. I just needed the the panels after that to explain it better. Yeah. All
1: right. Anyways, <laughs> what what do you have then? Tell me the right answer.
0: Okay. Uh, my mine was the um the uh the uh, narration boxes over the last f- uh, four pages. Because it's, it's one paragraph, but it's spread out over four pages that are sort of explaining things. So um, it says, Abram Adams was an astronaut, should have been cosmonaut, um, an explorer, a husband and a father. Once I was all of these. But now, now I flip through the life of Abram Adams like the worn pages of a dog-eared novel, wondering at the meaning and savoring the best parts. That's why he's happy to sit in that tiny little pod, you know, a mile under the earth.
1: And, that, and that's kind of one of the reasons in my breakdown. And I've been talking Abram was before he met the unknown. I don't know that he's Abram Adams anymore. That's why I've been calling him divinity after he met the unknown. Because I feel yeah. like there's a, a distinct separation in the two different characters there.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it's just, it's, how, do, how do the ripples of the unknown, how does that really play out? At what point does he stop being Abram? Is it before actually, now because of the ripples, is it actually before he gets there, I mean, it's, yeah, it's, 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 it's so interesting.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Right, Sam, what'd you have?
2: I didn't pick nothing deep and interesting like you guys did. So it's right before the unity attacks him. And they're there. There's like, <clears throat> excuse me. We'd like to help come. We'd like you to come with us, Abram. We know who you are. We'd like to help you. Because you're not here to help. You're here. You have, you have no real idea, idea who I am or you wouldn't have come with weapons in a plan of action. You're here to contain me. You're a certain, certainly welcome to try. I just like that. It's one of the few times he actually flexed his powers. He's like, yeah, you can try.
0: Kind of reminded me of Darth Vader on that plane. Like, yeah. yeah, I'll accept your surrender.
2: Yeah.
0: It was one of those bad, bet moments.
2: Yeah. That, that's, but that's the only time you had one in there. I was like, yeah, you know what? I thought that was pretty cool.
0: Yeah, you can that's roll up on me. We'll see how this goes. Probably not. will. um, all right yeah you're right that was a good one uh so the next uh, award is best full page spread and i'm first on that i'm going to page 53 this is another one of those top notch um trevor hair sign page layouts it's got the concentric circles the the baby crying at the very center his daughter Uh, i think it says a lot about him um and it's just those like the circles and there's the there's the baby there's space there's Eva, he's vomiting blood over all of it. There's the the rocket launch and then his face behind it all. It's just, it's a a really awesome image. And there's like story stuff going on there too.
1: Yeah, that's a good one.
2: My turn, since you picked my page 57 full panel.
0: We'll we'll pick it. I was wrong. You can describe it. I didn't describe it. We We just fought over whether it was a full page or not. We didn't say what was on the page at all, we just argued about it.
2: Other, I, had, I had two picked out, so was talking about we're going to go to page 61. And it's, uh, well, now that
0: page won't get picked. Nobody will know what was awesome on that page.
2: Well, page 61 is pretty awesome. It's got <laughs> Jack jumping, and you got uh Divinity. like You're looking over his shoulder at, at them attacking him.
0: Yeah, and that's right before he freezes him. Yeah, yeah it's cool. Man, Ninjax costume, shouldn't, it shouldn't work, but it does. He looks really cool.
2: Yeah. I mean, if
0: you just describe it to somebody... <laughs>
2: on it. What? Yeah. He's a
0: ninja. it has got those electric loin claw things going on. He's
2: mm-hmm.
0: got a ninja mask but his hair's all sticking out the top so he's real secretive. Everybody knows what hair color he has. He's got those weird circles on his hips. Mm-hmm. And they're not Frisbees but they look like Frisbees. Anyway, it's crazy. But it looks awesome. And Josh, for I'm sorry.
1: No, you're good. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Every time I see Ninja and I don't get mad about it, I'm like, this shouldn't work. I don't get it. Yeah. Why is it so awesome?
1: Sorry. Uh, well, my best panel is or I mean, full page spread. It's not really full page spread because it's got another panel on it, uh, but it was more for me to ask a question. You guys to the story. Uh, it's page 17. It's when David camp is uh, climbing the rock, the, that cliff and didn't tell his friends uh, and he gets up and he sees the he's standing there. And then he hits his head and then wonders in the desert for who knows how long, uh, One, I thought Divinity looked really cool there. That's a cool suit. I I thought that was a really good panel. But is he physically there? If he was, why did he let David Camp just roam around for who knows how long? I thought that was interesting. Or was he just messing with him? Did he cause him to fall? I I had a lot of questions about that panel, about that page.
0: I've I've got a really deep and thoughtful answer. I put put a lot of of thought into it. Uh I don't know.
1: Yeah. Don't worry about it.
0: No, I mean, I, I, if I had to, if I, if you, if I was forced, like if you had, if you had like a gun to my head and said, "Jamie, explain this or else," um, what, what, what I would guess is like that's not Abram there, and that, this is how all of the travelers encountered him. Like they just had these visions. Like right. his, his power is just manifesting all over the earth, and it's just randomly capturing people like that. That um, that's not really Abram being there. It's it's kind of like a vision situation, but yeah. If it's not a vision, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I, I don't really know, but like I said, if I was forced to guess, that's what I'd guess. What, what do you what you think, Sam?
2: I think he's actually there. Okay. So here's, if he wasn't there, David wouldn't fail and hit his head, and then he wouldn't travel to the desert to find David. I mean, to find Divinity. So Divinity had to be there to start that snowball effect with David. So I guess he startled him and made him fall.
0: But he never he actually interacts with david once he gets to eden or whatever
2: he did there uh, on top of the cliff though he said here uh, he might have interacted with him you don't know they they didn't show the travelers that much like josh said they, they, uh,
1: yeah that that this was kind of one of the reasons i thought we needed a little bit more explanation for that because i feel like they were giving us some clues about stuff but then didn't give us any info on it uh but story story questions aside i, I still thought that was a real yeah it is really yeah it's image of divinity there
2: uh, yeah
0: it's it's a great full page spread
2: yeah and it's a good it's a oh you call it a full page even though it's got a panel over it just so you know and
0: uh (laughs) i wasn't trying to cheat for my own benefit at the moment
2: (laughs) (laughs) but the tree even looks really good in the background yeah
0: hair sounds good i got Mm -hmm. nitpicks but he's really good all right, so uh, last word is best divinity, power, or weirdness. Sam, what what, what really struck you?
2: He turned a guy into butterflies. <laughs> Why? <laughs> you got all this power in the world. You can make your own oasis that floats above the ground and just live in paradise that draws people to you. You turn one of the dudes into a butterfly. I just I what didn't he, get it. It's
0: what he needed, it's not yeah. what he wanted. Somehow. <laughs> Somehow that's what he needed.
2: And also. Yeah. <laughs> the, the bird guy, those first two guys, those I have both wrote down. The bird guy and the butterfly guy. I'm like why?
1: Yeah, yeah, that's what. I that's my, my answer to his best power weirdness was turning people into butterflies and bird people. That was yeah. my best weirdness, the exact same thing. Like why?
0: Yeah, I, I had I had butterfly man down there uh, on, on my for my award as well, but um, he butterfly man has been. That'd be a really terrible superhero name wouldn't it? Yeah. But uh um I I like the encounter with the unknown. Um like you know it's it's intriguing like okay why why do why do you have to not have blood anymore? Like what's that about?
1: <laughs> what He's making room for the unknown in his body.
0: Yeah. What what's he sinking into there guys? What's what what's up? I mean it's just it's weird but it's 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 interesting. It's you know ma- makes you want to know. Makes you like, "Oh, I guess I'm going to get the next miniseries, aren't I?" All right, you want to cast this thing? Yep. yep. All right, so Sam, nope, not Sam. Josh, you're first on Divinity slash Abram Adams.
1: Uh, Man, when in doubt, go to one of your all-time favorite picks, Michael B. Jordan. I've not heard him do a Russian accent, but I thought he was in about the right age range. I mean, he can obviously get in superhero shape, uh, and and he's a good, solid actor, so Michael B. Jordan.
0: He was on my short list. But I went with John David Washington. I felt like... Um, the only thing I've really seen him was Tennant. And he's doing kind of a subtle performance there. I feel like he would really need that for to, to do Abram. Because he's, I mean, he's so detached. And he's so um, standoffish to everybody around him. I feel like he would need somebody who could really do like really quiet acting that way. And, and, and sell it in, in a subtle fashion. I feel like he'd be really good at that. Sam, who'd you have?
2: Well, I have two people down. And I go with Josh. Michael B. Jordan would kill it. I think he, he's coming to his own. He he can do the acting, uh, and he's right right in that range because you can cast for Divinity about any age range you want because he was in space for sixty years and comes back and still looks the same. So
0: he was hyper-sleeping or something though, wasn't he? I mean, what they call it?
2: <laughs> Some nonsense. He yeah. He didn't on yeah. the way. Back. He had twenty seven years. He didn't do that. But anyways, he
0: had he had Divinity powers. I don't think he's ever going to age again.
2: Okay, yeah. So Michael B. Jordan, is, <laughs> uh, Josh, is awesome. Great actor. He's really coming to his own here lately. He's just killing his roles he's in. So I, I think he'd be really good in this one.
0: He was my runner-up. The only, the only thing I, the question I had about him is like he does really sort of big, like super charismatic performances. Yeah, and I feel like he was too big a personality for – I haven't seen him dial back and be subtle. All
1: right.
0: All right. That, that was my only hesitation with him because he, he was my first thought.
1: All right. I, I had a backup, too, I'll just mention, since we're already shot on time. Uh, I was going. I also thought about Ray Fisher, who played Cyborg in the Justice League. I think there was a lot of panels where he was drawn, where he looked a little more like him. Yeah, so I thought he would do that yeah. really well, uh, yeah. but I decided Michael B. Jordan, obviously. All Let's right. Friday.
0: Okay, so for uh, next up is Eva. Man, Sam's got no no patience for anything. Any other answer? Nope. So they're giving me attitude across the internet. I think <laughs> this is an audio podcast. You couldn't see his face. There was more than shade being thrown. Um, all right. So for Eva, I'm going to go with Catherine Winnick. Um She was she's I think she's mostly known for being on Vikings. Um, she was in that terrible, terrible, terrible Dark Tower movie, that 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 abomination that we should make fun of every time we get a chance.
2: Bones um, for a while too. What's that? She was in Bones for a little while too.
0: Yeah, um, I wasn't done based the Dark Tower, but we can move on. Yeah. Um, that's a movie that should stay obscure. Nobody should watch it. I've not uh, watched it. Good. Shouldn't. No. Uh, cast was great. Movie was terrible. Uh, Sam, who's your Eva?
2: All right. So I have a really hard time saying this lady's name. It's Florence Puke, maybe P U G H. Mm-hmm. Pew, she's Elena from the new Black Widow movie. Perfect fit, blonde, do the Russian.
1: No, it.
0: Yep, she was my runner-up. Yep, we're all on the same same sort of track here. No,
1: not me. No, I'm out. I didn't. Neither one of those was one of my picks. Uh, so you're right. I, I wait, wait and see. I already, they <laughs> <made laughs> say in my pick. I was said Uh, I was thinking. Uh, same, why did they put your
0: Cheerios this morning? <laughs> You're surly. All right, Josh, go ahead. I'm sorry.
1: No, no, it's, uh, Anya Taylor-Joy. She's a little bit younger than Michael B. Jordan. Uh, but I think for this kind of story where you've got a lot of weird stuff going on, she's got kind of a unique look. And I think she wrote, you know, lines herself up with these roles really well for, for weird stuff to happen. I think she fits right in there. That's not bad, right. actually.
0: Yeah, it's pretty good.
1: <laughs> uh,
0: if I was gonna time machine, I would go with Naomi Watts from about the era when she was in the ring. I grab her for this. Maybe, maybe, maybe Kong. I thought she'd yeah. be good. All right, Sam, who's your David Camp?
2: All right, so I really struggled with this one, and uh, I picked Anthony Mackie, and he's the guy that done Falcon. I have kind of seen it, and I like the way he does. It, Cause I've seen him some other stuff now recently, and I. I I think he's a good actor, and I think he can pull it off. It's not a big role, but no other real real reason. Oh, that's good.
1: Josh? I'm Uh, I'm going Jason Momoa. Big burly dude climbing a rock, and then he (laughs) decides to go start fighting the Unity squad. I'm, I'm in on that. Again, it's a smaller part, so
0: right, uh, will have to lose some weight to be a rock climber, though.
1: <laughs> he's not he, good. He fell and bashed his head. He didn't, I didn't say that's he was true. a good rock climber.
0: Yeah, but swole, swole dudes. That's a, that's a lot of body weight to carry up a side of a
1: mountain.
0: Uh, yeah. Anyway, um, I'm going to go with Michael B. Jordan.
2: <laughs> that's why you argued so hard against it.
0: <laughs> I'm getting him in here. Um, <laughs> no, but I, I think especially like with what he's going to do um, later on, that, that big sort of personality. I I think he's more suited to that role. So,
1: Yeah.
0: All right. uh, Josh, who's your Ninjak?
1: Ninjak. I've not read anything with Ninjak. I know nothing about him. Uh, A couple of the panels, uh, looking at him when they were showing his face, when he had his mask off, especially older Ninjak. I was getting a real Keanu Reeves vibe. That's who I'm going with.
0: Yeah, that's not bad. Um... (laughs) This is gonna, it's gonna sound dumb. Um, I went with Brett Goldstein. He plays Roy on Ted Lasso. He's the foul mouth soccer guy, the older one. Have y'all have y'all seen Ted Lasso?
1: No, I'm, I'm looking him up here.
0: Okay. Um, it was more the attitude that Ninjak has here because he's just like, let's just let's just take him out, let's just kill him.
1: Uh, we don't,
0: I mean, yeah, he could be okay. We don't know. Let's just kill him. I mean, just just his whole super negative aggressive. Attitude really gave me a Roy Kent vibe from Ted Lasso, so I, yeah. and, I, and I and I couldn't shake it. So Brett Goldstein's on there for me. There you go. Yeah, That's
1: funny.
2: I picked an Asian. Guy.
0: Uh, well, he he's. I know he's. <laughs> he's British. I know, yeah.
2: I know. I know who I know who Ninja is, okay. but I picked this guy because I I liked him in his movies, and you have to look. I don't know how you say his name.
0: Jason Statham.
2: <laughs> nailed it but he's from 47 Ronan. he's from 47 Ronan with uh, Keanu Reeves I seen him in that movie and I liked it I liked his character he was sourly like that so that, that's and he does the ninja stuff that's why I picked him
0: okay I, I think I, I laughed over your name what was the name again
2: I can't pronounce it it's Hatton Teranuba Asano.
0: Okay. I Obviously, basically laughing at my own joke. Sorry.
2: But no, he he, 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 he plays that type of character. Uh, he's from Forty Seven Ronin. If you look at Forty Seven Ronin cast, you'll see who he is. Mm. We've seen him in other stuff.
0: I actually bought that movie, put it on my shelf, and I still haven't gotten around to watching it. That, there are too many. There's too many streaming services, too many movies, too many TV shows. I, I can't. I can't watch everything I want to. It's it, it causes me frustration. Um, <laughs> View it. I'll 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 get there. Um, All right. So next up is Eternal Warrior, and I'm going first on that one. I picked Gerard Butler. Oh, that's a good. Yeah. I mean, he does kind of feel like a barbarian man that you know somehow slipped into our century. (laughs) Just.
2: It really does. Funny. I
0: I can see that guy wearing furs, sitting around a fire, you know, pulling legs of mastodon. Off, off the fire, to, you know, it just, it just kind of gives that, you know, like, hey, civilization ain't my, na- ain't, ain't natural to me, guys. Be patient with me. All right, Sam, who's your eternal warrior?
2: All right, so I've done something funny for this one, and it, and I've done it because you know there's a, the theory going around that Keanu Reeves is eternal. He's been around forever, you know. So I pick Keanu so, Reeves for that reason. He's the eternal warrior.
0: So you can't cast him for that. He just is that guy.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That's why I cast him for
0: it. No, I'm just saying, like you can't, can't you can't you can't cast Clint Eastwood to play Clint Eastwood to biopic when I mean, you gotta cast <laughs> somebody else.
1: <laughs> the theory's not proven yet, so I can still pick.
2: <laughs> okay,
0: Josh, who you got?
1: All right. Well, I think Keanu Reeves is probably the real Eternal Warrior and Gerard Butler's probably the best pick. So I'm gonna I guess I'm gonna pull third on this one. Uh we're going with Sebastian Stan he can do the winter soldier hair do the long hair but man when you watched him in uh the falcon and winter soldier show he pulls a level of grumpiness and sourness that i think the eternal warrior really needs to have like i'm just i'm done with civilization i don't care you know Uh, i think he does the frowny face pretty good Uh, that's what i picture the eternal warrior just constant frowny face
2: he's mad he's still alive yeah yeah
0: I'm sure there are some bad guys that are helping with that. Uh, Sam, who's your wild card?
2: Right, so, I've, done something like, I've been doing this a lot lately. It's picking a random person that has like one panel. <laughs> I picked I pick the one guy that turned into a bird <laughs> and flew away. <laughs> 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 so, the bird guy I picked to be it's Charlton Copley. He does his uh, District 9 the, the main guy from district Nine. Oh yeah
0: uh, he Love
2: was in movie. 18 he's been all kinds of stuff yeah. He just, he's just odd characters so the bird guy
1: i respect it yeah. it's a good one like uh well i went with the uh, the leader of the divinity or uh, the unity team uh who i didn't realize the name was al alcott neville alcott uh because I feel like he's going to have some more roles dealing with this, and he's going to be in it a little more. Uh, And I wanted somebody with flicked back hair that kind of looks like a bad guy, and you wouldn't really care to see bad things happen to him, but maybe not necessarily a bad guy. Uh, So I'm going with Gavin Rosdale. Like, picture him from, like, uh, Constantine, you know, when he was playing, like, the demon guy. Like, I could see him being in charge of the Unity team. Like, yep, go kill Divinity. He ain't done nothing yet, but go kill him. Like, I can see him giving those orders.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Neville's around a lot in Valiant books, and it kind of you kind of it kind of goes back and forth whether you like him or not. So that, that's yeah. a, that's a better pick than you even know. Yeah, yeah. Um, I went with a female cosmonaut. Um, I'm going with Anya Taylor Joy.
2: <laughs> We're doing pretty good on our cast this week.
0: Yeah, read Volume Two, Josh.
1: Yeah, now I'm going to.
0: I'm casting her more for Volume Two than Volume One.
1: Okay, mm-hmm. yeah, because she only had half a panel in Volume <laughs> One here. She was on an awesome, not full page spread.
2: I almost <laughs> picked the uh, uh, the other uh, cosmonaut guy, him.
0: <laughs> yeah, Josh. I mean, we're, we're. I mean, you feel like we're spoiling stuff here, but like it, everything in here matters. I mean, it's unreal how how uh, there, there were no accidents in volume one.
1: Um, I've read a Matt Kent story. And...
0: Yeah, it's this. I mean, this this is this is Matt Kent operating like on all the cylinders. All right, so uh, Sam, uh, I guess we're done going way, way too long on Divinity. Um, Sam, what's your next pick?
2: All right, so for next week, we're going to do East of West, Volume 1, The Promise. And here's the summary. This is the world. It is not the one we wanted, but it is the one we deserved. The four horsemen of the apocalypse roam the Earth, signaling the end, the end times for humanity. And our best hope for life lies in death. That's
0: yeah. it. Have you started it yet?
2: I hope y'all know as much as I do. I had too much, uh, I, I read too much Divinity.
0: I know more than you do.
2: Yeah.
0: I started reading it.
2: Well, I read 500,000 pages of Divinity this week.
0: It's a slight exaggeration. <laughs> <laughs> uh... Well, I'm I'm glad we enjoyed Divinity. I hope I hope East of West is is in the ballpark of how good Divinity was.
1: We'll find out, sure.
0: um, And and for listeners, um, this is a uh, creator owned work by Jonathan Hickman. Um, So if you're if you're Hickman fan, this is this is one of his. So another another reason to read in there. Guys, well, I think we're done here. So, salute.
1: See ya. Good night.
0: Goodbye, Switzerland.